Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Truth Podcast. This is the second episode of this two-part series of my interview with J.K. Amazie. In this episode, we talk about the stigma of recovery and getting help, having the humility to ask for help. It takes courage and strength. And so we take a look at that and you know what it really takes to get to a place to where we fall in love with this process of recovery. It still startles me at how uh, how many guys struggle with that, where they just want the 12-week program. They just want to get in and get out. They just <laughs> want the, the quick fix, you know. And our program is called Men in the Battle, you know, and I, and I tell guys um, that they, they ask, how long am I going to have to do this? And I go back to what my first counselor said. He said, um, you have to keep doing this until you want to do this <laughs> until it. And, and that's what I've, what, what I've tried to teach guys is that if you fall in love with the process of growth, as you see the man in the mirror change and grow and get better, um, that is the lifelong process of growth that I think every human being needed to be on in the beginning anyway, whether they were addicted to porn or not. I think it's, I think it's the, um, what everyone needs to do. Right. And if they, if they really fall in love with that process, uh, they will have a lasting freedom. That is so good. Mm -hmm. No, I, I resonate with that. Um, I actually have two, two calls with, clients who've completed our 12 week program in my intensive group. And I already know both of them will, uh, statistically speaking, show up <clears throat> just ready to move on, like ready to be like, Oh yeah, it was, it was wonderful. I got some great benefits and it was this best thing I've ever done. You really blah, 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 blah. And after that, I will remind them, as to what they said about the last person they worked with. And I was like, you feel good now. That's 12 weeks. Yeah, you've established some good habits. There's accountability. There's a lot of hope. It's like, this doesn't mean your brain has rewired. You may have replaced some things and you've gained some satisfaction here. But, and, and we use the term rebooting instead of recovery, um, which is basically instead of trying to recover that which was lost to your out of control behavior, spiritual, familial, financial, our belief is more of just tear the whole thing down because it's like some, some men come in trying to fix a home that's already condemned. It's condemned and it's mm -hmm. fallen apart. And I'm just like, there's so much courage in just tearing it down instead of patching it up, hit the reset button. And start. And what I resonate with, with what you said, Michael, is the fact that it is a lifelong process. Rebooting for us is something you incorporate into your life. It it's they're like, well, when will I have to stop doing? We have morning routines. When will I have to start doing a a stop doing my morning routine? I was like, if you're doing it right, and if you were ready to leave, you would never ask me that question. Because you would always do your morning routine. You'd probably do your morning routine on the day you are on your deathbed. And you're like, oh, oh. I was like, so the question is, why do you want this to stop? Like, what is more important than this in your life? And within that are the keys to the next stage of your reboots. 
for us to keep working on something? Like, what are you so eager to run back to? And they really start sitting yeah. and, and pondering and reflecting. And they're like, ah, okay, mm -hmm. there's something there. Yes, they want to go back to a normal life. And I love how you said it, the home that was condemned or should have been. I mean, that's so true. They, uh, if, if we go back to the, the way things were, um, it, they, they just don't want to be associated with, with porn addiction or they don't want to be associated with, I have a problem. I have an ongoing problem, you know, um, and, and I know there are times when I struggle with this too. I just want to be fixed. I want to be, I, I want to be the guy that's, that's done that everybody looks to and, and says, ah, he did it, you know, <laughs> but it's like, uh, no, you know, you can just ask my wife how broken I still am. And she will probably be happy to tell you I'm laughing <laughs> right now as she's listening to this podcast. Saying, yeah. 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 <laughs> the brokenness is, um, chipping away at that ego. I think little by little all the way through. So if they, um, and, and we, we do have a, uh, an introductory 12 week program to, to ours mm. as well, that, uh, makes it kind of an easier on ramp for guys to, to bite off and chew. And it's just, um, we tell them right from the beginning, like this is more than <laughs> a 12 week process. You know, mm -hmm. um, you think that you were going to be done at the end of this and go back to whatever a normal life is. Mm -hmm. And you, you realize that desire um, to, to go back to that life means you, you're going to go back to the behavior as well, most likely in, and, and that's, uh, unfortunate and guys love to prove me wrong. They try and prove me wrong. Oh, of like, course. Well, it's okay. But you know, let me know, um, if you can, if you can last a year or two, you know, going back to the way your life was. Um, please let me know how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that, that you found, <laughs> I'm sure you found situ, you know, similar oh, guys and situations like that. Absolutely. The heartbreaking part of it is that, uh, very few of the, these men will step back, step past the shame of their relapse to reach out again. That's mm -hmm. the part, like some men reach out because mm -hmm. we're very open. We, we tell them like, Hey. The, the doors are always open. You're never going to be judged. You're never lost just because you relapsed outside the program. We actually built into our program. We actually give them uh, 30 to 60 days at the end of the program. We have what we call a legacy call. And it's like, um, I, I never, um, I believe my clients are the best experts at themselves. We all are. It's just, we've got to remove all the conditioning and the, the cognitive dissonance, rationalization and justification we, we, we need. And I, as a coach guide men to remove that, but I tell them like, I'm not going to close you on staying with us. It is your decision, but I will tell you, I'll ask you a few questions. And if the answers to those questions make it clear to you that you're not ready to leave, it's up to you. I'll give you 30 to 60 days and you can go out and try it on your own. And within that period of time, you can come back. Um, and there are some men who relapse and their ego just won't let them come back. And they continue, they continue to cycle. And it's very, very unfortunate because um, for many men, and I'm sure it's the same with you, 
there are not many places where you can get that authentic support. And oftentimes it's the first time where right. they get on a call and they're like, hey, man, this is the first time I'm ever talking to anyone about this. And I'm like, this is wonderful. This is a beautiful thing. It's a shame that um, that you would go close back up again, you know, and and uh, fall away from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a tragedy. Um, it's uh, it's very sad. I um, <clears throat> I was just thinking too of the uh, the guys who are upset because their wife is setting boundaries, and you mentioned um, a, a little bit earlier of uh, betrayal trauma, and mm -hmm. that um, that's such a real thing. And I uh, I've heard so many guys that are upset and. It uh, they get triggered into pointing out all of his wife's faults and stuff and all the mm -hmm. problems that she brought into the marriage and and uh, maybe they're separated and and in the case of in-house separation or residential separation I that's exactly what I tell guys similar what you said the house should be condemned it's like sometimes you really need to break something apart in order to put it together correctly you know and. And uh, I love the, this whole conversation and what you were referring to. Of That's what we really need to do with our entire lives, don't we? Because it's built on a house of cards. We, have, we, we rely into ourselves and searching for um, things that, that were unfulfilling and trying to fill a void that mm. um, we, we could never fill with something that could never fill it. I mean, that it's our, our entire lives really need to be turned upside down. And um, I think in your program, you you really um, uh, take take a fine look at um, uh, an, an intentional look at several areas, specific areas of life, right? Yeah, like uh, physical, emotional. I think is uh, can you can you explain some of that? Yeah. So we break it down into what we call different areas of reboot capital. Capital being someone is starting a business, ideally, you want to have enough resources for your business to weather the storms. So we believe in building up different areas of your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, um, social life, um, and having a surplus, having more than you need in these areas. Um, I also believe in the in the concept of seasons too. This is probably where the biblical part starts coming in, <laughs> seeping into our program, where I I think a lot of men once they've gained some control, especially the type of clients I work with. I work with very um, driven individuals. Their personality types are more aggressive, which is one reason why they they um, aggressive and blunt which is one of the reasons why they 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 come towards me because they see me as it's interesting it's always been like how would you describe JK and they always describe it when we do like uh back in the day I used to do in person retreats they're like it's not a a good comparison they're like you remind me of my father my father who didn't communicate like my father he loved me but he was just tough love and he would just but he would never communicate. This came up as a consistent theme. Even when I was doing my own inner work, I would go to retreats to work on myself and men would identify me. They would always, when we were doing an exercise to feel like I trust you the least or any of those exercises, I would, yeah, I know. I would invariably get picked wow. on 
by a man of any, it didn't matter. They could be from, they could be from New Hampshire. They could be, they could be from Jamaica. Invariably men would, would pick me, but, um, uh, um, I completely lost my train of thought because I just remembered that actually. Uh, but you were asking, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back. We were talking about reboot capital and it's so important to rebuild those areas of your life. And when it comes to seasons, there we were, I believe it's, it's best to just work on one or two areas of your life at a time. When you're, when you're ending a compulsive behavior, we get this excitement when we've gained some control. And when you're a driven man, an ambitious man, you want to do it all. You're like, yes, I'm going to go out. I'm going to invest in stock. I'm going to open that second store. I'm going to go on vacation with my kids. I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to be going to church. I'm and then they get overwhelmed. Yeah. Everything falls mm-hmm. apart. So we, we teach them that um, perhaps a season for... Um, having children might not be the best season for you to start expanding your business. Maybe you need to work a little bit more on your profit and loss and your balance sheet and, and really build a strong foundation there before expanding to a second location. Um, perhaps the season for uh, dating and finding a long-term committed partner might also be a good season that goes well with losing weight and um, fixing your health and other things like that. Um, so we help them pair seasons and I've noticed that there are many men who go through a traditional recovery process and a holistic lifestyle is not, um, it's not encouraged. So we're big on encouraging men's dreams. Like we, we actually have them do an exercise called my ideal life after rebooting or defining your reboot, which is we give you permission to take away all your conditioning, all your limiting beliefs, and actually write out what your ideal life would be, right? Uh, um, it's like, um, you know, when they show up, they're like, it's like showing up to an airport, Michael. They show up and they're like, JK, or they're like, Michael, um, the, the the person at the, you know, the front desk, they're like, I, I need to go somewhere warm. And you're just, well, there are lots of warm places, sir. Where would you like to go? Like somewhere with a beach, like, okay, cool. We, we got a lot of examples. I want to go somewhere with uh, one of those where the water's turquoise and then it, it gradually becomes blue and it's got a nice light wind. Like, okay, cool. And I tell them that's what it's like early in your reboots. You are, you want to get somewhere better, but you just haven't quite defined it. What you want to say is I want to go to the Four Seasons Resort on, on Maui, God bless them, on Maui, um, I want to get the package that has a cabana at the front desk, dinner for myself and my wife. Uh, we want to do a trip out into wherever to see the local culture. Um, and I want it to be for four days. And these are all the things I want to do. That amount of definition. I was like, it's okay for you to define that. And in the process, they begin to find that the struggle to actually do that because they don't feel worthy of saying that I want to be in a better relationship. They don't feel worthy of being an ideal father because they can no longer even, they can't picture it at that point. They don't even feel worthy. They're like, oh, transforming my physique. Like, dude, that's just like, that's not even a thing, bro. I got bigger issues right now. I'm in trouble. I'm I'm facing a lawsuit. My wife's leaving me. She's very angry. I can't communicate with her. There's so much tension. And you're telling me to define my ideal life? I guess. That's where it begins. It begins with a vision of the future, and we'll show you how to get there as you go from 
stage to stage through the process. So yes, we're very particular mm-hmm. on Reboot Capital. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I know so many guys that uh, even even it can even be difficult for them to picture what life could be like without porn, you mm-hmm. know, because it's been a part of their life for as long as they remember, you know, from their childhood, eight years old, 10, 11, whatever. So just, just picturing life, like, what would it be like without that? Um, can't, <laughs> I think we get to a point where we don't know if we could live without porn and masturbation, you know, and it, it is possible, <laughs> but, but, um, I think there's uh, little boys running around inside of us that um, just want to grab, want to keep grabbing a hold of these these uh, old patterns and stuff. But um, yeah, having having that vision of where you're going, I think is really great. That's beautiful. I love it. it. And um, yeah, when we talked a couple of months ago, um, this is something that I I said um, I definitely promote uh all that you're doing and and elevated recovery in your program and uh, i i always encourage guys to if if they can afford it if they can if they if they have the um, space you know in their calendar for another meeting uh like you said different life stages maybe aren't uh don't always work for uh adding more and more and more but um to to have a couple of different programs i think is wise you know so you have a lot of a lot of our men uh because our program is faith-based christian program and it's a lot a lot of guys we see coming from uh and they they go to celebrate recovery Mm. or something you know another faith that's one of the bigger faith-based ones but um, they uh, they say, I mean, should I stop going to celebrate recovery? And I say, no, you know, I mean, if if it's benefiting you, of course. But um, uh, that if, if don't don't just stop going uh, and trade and switch programs. But um, I think that we can benefit from from a couple of different perspectives. And so, um, yeah, I am definitely in favor of uh, of that. I was, uh, and I was just reading, I uh, signed up with, uh, on your email list and, and mm. this is in my notes. I was just thinking about, and I was reading this email again this morning, what you've talked about the rock in my shoe. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's actually supposed to be that, a pebble in my shoe. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pebble. It's just. One of the, uh, I have a little, I call it my little blue book, which is where I journaled throughout my my reboots. And one of the affirmations that I usually read to myself has to do with uh, going through the day, um, treating all my, my problems that day as no more than a pebble in my shoe. You know, the pain is so great that I can, I could hardly walk. But then I remove my shoe that has been bothering me the whole day and I find it's just a grain of sand. But in my head, I made that, <laughs> I made it a pebble and then I made it a rock in my head. And it's apt yeah. because I needed to remember that um, some of us and those we work with go through the day uh, magnifying tiny issues because we don't have the coping strategy. And if we can condition ourselves more and more to just look at it as, hey, it's just, it's actually just a grain of sand in your shoe. You, it mm-hmm. feels intense because of your sensitivity. 
But in reality, mm-hmm. it is nothing more than a small problem. And I think it's for anybody going through your program or my program, ultimately, I think we have to learn how to increase the level at which we get frustrated. I think being able to sit with an incredible mm-hmm. amount of of um, of struggle and be the eye of the, so- the storm, so to speak, is one of the beautiful things you get out of a good program. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to co-sign your program as well because um, – I typically don't get on on programs on on interviews with peers. I know a lot of people do that. I'm just really focused on the work. Mm-hmm. But I looked. I told you this when we spoke a few months ago. I looked at your website and we had a conversation, and I was just like, "Wow, okay, finally I found somebody of faith <laughs> who is who is um, who we can have a conversation." And it's common ground all the way because we are working at the depth. And I'm just like, once you have the right principles, I think everybody should know this. You're good. The principles are the same. It's just, it's, you may resonate with somebody may resonate with Michael better. Somebody might resonate with, with JK better. Um, you know, I always say it's not the uh, clients will sometimes ask, man, I want to be, I want to do what you do. And I'm sure you hear that too. Like ultimately, Michael, the goal for me is to be, I want to be doing what you're doing. I'm like, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Some of them get started and they get discouraged. And I tell them it's not about coaching or therapy or counseling. Most of the time when it, be, when you begin, it is about the coach themselves. It's really about what the coach embodies in their life and how much they can share their experience. So, um, when you resonate with somebody who has the right principles, it's, it's just mm-hmm. a human thing at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, like when I was just thinking about your programs and your resources and that's, that's what made me think of the email. Um, and, uh, and, and then there was a, there was another one, uh, the, the rock, the pebble, you know, in the shoe, this grain of sand even, um, and I, I love that because, uh, and what you said, it's so important. Our perspective of these things need to shift. And in the moment, things seem so much bigger than they are. And it's, I agree. we overreact, we overreact. Uh, having that tolerance, uh, in, increasing our tolerance, I think is what you were saying. Yeah. That, um, so, so just the wisdom and the resources and everything. I love what you're doing and, uh, definitely, want every, you know, all of our listeners to, um, uh, hear, uh, about your program and for the guys in men in the battle to understand, you know, the other resources that are out there. And can you, um, what, what is the website? So I can make sure we'll put this in the show notes, but also, you know, for the listeners, is it elevatedrecovery.com or dot .org. Find it? Dot yeah, org. It's elevatedrecovery.org. Um, mm-hmm. I'm JK, just the initials, and last name is Emezi, E-M-E-Z-I. Um, our flagship program is called the Porn Reboot Program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the easiest way to find us. You can search for Porn Reboot on any major podcast distributor. You'll find the Porn mm-hmm. Reboot Podcast. Um, we're on Google, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok. You can search Elevated Recovery Upon Reboot. Yeah. And uh, and you'll find us. I do want to say, I do want to mention one, a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, out of respect for for Michael's audience, um, I'm not cussing on here, but if you hear some <laughs> if you hear some cussing on my podcast and other things, just know that <laughs> it's more of a 
in in actual sessions i don't do that it's more of a a connecting with people thing so don't don't um mm -hmm. i often get emails sometimes it's just like oh my god i would love to work with you jk but just the way you just slip in that cuss word there it just i'm just like okay i was like you are at a late stage of your problem the the stuff you've been watching and the behavior you've been engaging in you don't you're not really in a place to be pointing fingers and be like i can't work with you because you dropped the b word or the f word once um when you just had a relapse to the to the actual act itself brother like and that usually when i respond to that email they're like okay fair enough yeah. touche touche i got work exactly. to do <laughs> just exactly. wanted to put that disclaimer out there i um i i completely I'm, I'm glad that you said that and you know i am in favor of uh showing up for who we really are you know and at whatever stage that we're in and uh i remember when i was um leading this group of college students uh who were addicted to porn you know and and mm -hmm. and i yeah there a couple of cuss words came out of my mouth and this, <laughs> this kid got really offended, you know, and he's like, I don't know if I can come to you for help anymore. And I said, okay, hang on. Let me, let me just get this straight. So, um, it's been, well, I don't remember, let's just say at the time it was six or seven or eight years for me or whatever. I was, so yeah. I haven't looked at porn in eight years and I just cussed. You looked at porn this morning and you don't cuss. <laughs> what what's the comp why do we compare ourselves to one another like this <laughs> you know, know. Uh, there's something else that i have that you want okay exactly. over you can overlook the the cuss words to uh really get the things that you're really after <laughs> looking for but um yeah thanks for saying that you know so people are surprised i guess <laughs> yeah. if, they, if they listen in and they, they experience that but um yeah that is um, but showing up for who we really are rather than wearing a mask and trying to tell the world this is the guy I am when it's like, you know what, um, sometimes cuss words form in the back of my mind and uh, I can choose whether I want to say it or not. But um, how many times do they speak like that in porn and these guys are watching it, you know, they're uh, they're flooding they're programming themselves and, and, and that kind of language is in there, but, um, uh, we, we can choose what we say and how we use it. And, uh, it, I love the way you said that was, um, sounds like a strategically placed cuss word. Like it's not just, Oh trying, yes, it's, yes, it's yes. not just, it, it isn't like the teenager that just, uh, just realized he can say the F word now and he's just going on and on and on in every it's, sentence. It's strategically, <laughs> it's, it's for emphasis. It is, yeah. it is, it is placed quite well. I must say <laughs> the emphasis, it gets the point across. But one last thing I want to say on that is I think people feel that way because like those college students, Michael, when they're listening to you, the state they're in is this, the state they want to be in. They're like, I'm showing up as my best self. I'm showing up with hope. I'm showing somebody who doesn't engage in this behavior. And in that moment, when they're reading my email or listening to you speak, they are probably at their purest, seeking help and seeking connection. So when they hear something that reminds them of that, I think it triggers them. Um, when they're engaging in the behavior, it's almost as if, you know how it is, you're, it's as if you're taken over by something and you don't come to till you've orgasmed. Then you're like, oh, what did I do? I did it again. So I think to be fair, um, um, it's come, it comes from a place of good intention, but they switch 
between this man who is seeking help, who is a good man, and then the man who is filled with shame and guilt, who who types out those things or is communicating with a lot of, of words like that with the woman he's stepping out on his partner with. But when he's the right. good man at church right. or, or trying to help himself, he doesn't want to hear that. Um, and I think just mm. making people more aware of that is helpful. It's um, so much fun. So much fun to talk to you, JK. I really appreciate having you. I appreciate Likewise. your time. It was uh, really enjoyable. I know that our listeners are going to love hearing this conversation. So thank you so much for being on the show here. Thank you for creating the space. Uh, thank you for um, being open-minded, but I think it just, it's, it's who Michael is the person Michael is. And um, I'm actually very excited to share this with my listeners. Um, I'd love for them to just see how much, um, how much we have in common and how universal this story is. Like it, it can be replicated in people with vastly different backgrounds coming from a different place. So excited to share it. Thank you for having me.